hello and welcome to this week's, or in fact probably more accurately, this month's Mad Axman podcast. This week there's only five of us and we're going on a road trip. Yes, we're having a good old chat about myself and Dave going to play ADLG in Germany in a castle on the Rhine and um, all the places that we went on the way and quite a lot of discussion about the beer that we had as well. There is, of course, Andy's quiz. If you've been hanging on the answers about Russian um, naval disasters from last time, you'll be delighted to know you can find out what's been going on. We do talk about painting, we do talk about what we bought, and we do have a bit of a chat about some other competitions as well. So sit back, get ready, and listen to the road trip. This means war. Well, we're we're back in part. I think um, there's there's five of us here. This we, we must be finding some ways of doing this. But um, there's five of us here. We've got Andy, Simon, Tamsin, and Dave. We're we're missing Adam, who may be out there in the ether. He might be plugging in his kid's iPad or something to do it, or, or maybe not. And um, and we're probably missing Peter because he's involved in doing something desperately important involving I don't know some sort of exp- experiments on badges, possibly. In a, yeah, I think I think he's getting his um hair restyled and re-dyed. Yeah. He's got to get the full badger effect. That could take it. some time. Yeah. That could take some time. There could be some some badger hair. He may or may not appear later. We we just don't know um in terms of working from home. But but with a month and a bit since the last one, we thought we'd better kind of reconvene. And there's all sorts of stuff been going on. And um in the usual fashion with with only five of us, and I, I'm pretty sure quite a few of us have not been doing too much on the old painting front. But um, let's start with um, with Andy. What you know, since we last reconvened, is there anything that's that's hit your um, kitchen table side painting deck or whatever? Well, I'm I'm trying to paint the museum hoplites using the uh, army painter speed paints. Okay, and all right. I'm struggling to find a colour to do the uh, linen type cuirasses hmm. might have to uh, give up on that idea and just use proper um paint. other manufacturers paints because the paint with yeah, colors yeah. and layers but, and things yeah that's right i also don't have a black one so i might have to do just a very thin black wash to try and do the paturgis because i find them very tricky to do um apart from that um the only other major excitement apart from going out and playing games at the club uh, is that um i managed to persuade the missus to let me do my um, Escape from Egypt game with the 28 mil Egyptians and biblical horde. And um, that, that went well. Is, is this um, something that we should be talking about in polite company? Is it a euphemism of some sort for your house? No, or... no, no, definitely not. No. What, um, how, how do you it, play this game? Where do you play this game? What happens? Well, okay, right. Um, well, we have a, in, in the Passover, which you've probably heard of, it's a Jewish festival, we celebrate the uh, escape, the freedom, liberation from Egypt, which led to the um, Ten Commandments and stuff. So okay. we, we, this we is try the part in the, the Dead Sea bit. stuff, is it? Um, uh, yeah, yeah, Red Sea, yeah, but yes. Red Sea, Dead Sea, all the same, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, it's a story about the liberation from Egypt. So I thought I'd, it's, it's, there's a ritual meal and there's readings and some scriptural stuff, but I thought I'd jazz it up a bit. So um, what I did was we made a pedestrian crossing and miniature figures, which I'd painted up. And the idea was each of the participants had one of these and they had to escape from Egypt and get across and uh the see pedestrian they... crossing as it was a metaphor for the the red the red sea yeah red sea crossing yeah so yeah 
Right, okay. Red Sea pedestrians crossing. Yes, so the okay. basic idea was because we're talking about non-war gamers, they each had a figure and they had to get across and not get caught by the Egyptian chariots or eaten by the crocodiles. And it was all a bit of a laugh. Okay. And it worked. Oh, right. It actually worked. And, um, yeah. and they t- is that what they told you at the time? Or um, should we get them on? No, the no, no. I mean, uh, no, review this said, oh, game. you want to try and publish this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Okay. It's probably got a niche once a year audience, but then again, indeed. Probably... Yeah. So if I can find a way of doing it cheap, you know, so people can buy this little box set and we we visit out once a year. So uh... yeah. Well, then again, we probably all bought rules. I take it. Like, I could take it along as a club game to one of the shows. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, let, let's be honest. There's a Jewish holiday of some sort pretty much every week, isn't there? There must be one that coincides with a club, a show. Um. Thing is, when it when it coincides with the show, I'm not free to go. That's that's the oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, it's a catch twenty two. It's um, yeah. you yeah. are the Yossarian of, of um Judeo wargaming, um, something like Jude- that. Yeah. Something like that. Excellent. I'll, I'll I'll take that as a compliment. Thank you. Yes, go. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah, and I think he had um, plenty there, possibly. Um, but Dave, what about you? You've been um, you've been Mister Worker. Oh no, you've been Mister Aztec, haven't you? We've seen oh, a bit of stuff I've on Instagram. This is a purchase. Yeah, I, I, I thought I'd give myself a break from painting the gentleman of the ninth nine years war and try to reinstate my enthusiasm for that little project. So I've painted a lot of Aztecs. Mm-hmm. A lot of Aztecs. And was this one of these ready-made armies that we cooked up for? Um... Yeah, it's one of your armies that you designed for Fighting 15. Okay, all right. Well, I got one of those to sort of test it out because... Um, the gladiator miniatures, which I, I, I sort of like overlooked for quite a long time, they're actually really quite nice figures. Yeah. And uh, Gordon's been painting a lot of them. They look really, really good. So I thought I'll get some of those to look at. And it's turned into the whole army. Um, but I've not used it yet. It will <laughs> be ready, actually, by next week, I think. I can probably wow. feel the whole army next week. So I've really enjoyed it, painting little eagle warriors and jaguar warriors and are you hand painting shields or decals i've hand painted them wow. if only there was a competition you could use them at uh well i'm thinking brickcon tim that could be it could you you could wheel them out for brickcon can't can't we have them in the early period rather than the late period um i've no idea did i set the theme for that or something i don't know wasn't there some talk of like having I, I, I would imagine they're in the early period, aren't they, or something? Who knows? But so how how because that army pack is whatever it is, 30 quid or something, 40 quid, 30, 40 quid. 40, I, I think knocks them out for you. 40 quid gets 40 you quid. gets you most of the army. You still hmm. need a couple of there's a, some filler packs. I needed a filler okay. pack of uh Jaguar Warriors. I mean, essentially you need an army in a pack. It's a big army, it's 29 bases. Wow, wow, we the difficult well, thing. A lot, lot of medium sword. So. Yeah, that, I was gonna say that's that's we we I think we've often laughed at somebody in our club who's colour-coded his Aztecs in the past. But um in some ways you need to colour code them for the benefit of your opponent <laughs> so they know which ones are medium sword impact yeah. elite, yeah. which ones are just medium swords. Who's got the atlatl, yeah? Sword with an atlatl. Because it's like dudes with um, dudes with feathers, really, isn't it? And crazy outfits, and they're all the dudes with feathers and crazy outfits. Well, I've, I've got I've got me, me, me Sean one there. That these are the little uh, they're, they're the Kuatchek. Right. Yeah. Okay. Look, 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 there's yeah. the shield. Look. You you've got some pretty strong yellow on those as well, which is 
which we've had discussions about yellow what was your did you go back to some of the old podcasts and work well, out how to onesies, the little onesies they're wearing is, is a sort of like hold them still days and hold it up slightly oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. yeah that's better It'll yeah be that's good now. yeah a little shield so that they're the little guys with mohicans they're the sort mm. of like crazy they're elite impetuous and you yes. can tell because they've got a little yeah. uh oh thing it's like a big big artichoke on a stick yeah they're not too difficult to look and, and i've actually yeah. done the field properly as well yes that's it's not so much the artichoke that's the grape um holy pineapple and that's holy pineapple of Antioch. Uh, and then so any of the the elites have all got little uh st um flags little banners mm. okay here's a load of so is, is the next person who buys one of these armies have to going to get the Aztecs then or something? Is that um, or to be? Those are Aztecs. Those are Aztecs. Sorry. Looking at Tlaxcalan or the Incas then. Tlaxcalan. I did look once at toying with the idea of buying a Mayan army simply because they've got a strategist called Smoking Frog, which I quite like the idea of. Okay. No, but say, Dave, those yellows have come out really well. What? What super secret uh, technique did you um, use? Or flat yellow, um, Vallejo flat yellow. Just flat yellow. Yeah. No mixing of anything clever in it. Over just white yellow. or what? What? Over white or over white? Yeah, over white. <laughs> Mostly over yeah. white. Yeah, that's you know, there's some more silly stands with the flags on them. Oh, they're grand. They're really colourful. That's um... <laughs> they really are. They've come out yeah. really well. Really pleased with them. No, so, it's an army you can love when it when it inevitably loses. I think. I think the general's the best thing, though. There's his little um, on a palanquin, is it? Or yes, no, he no, is. No, he's, got, he's got a little. Uh, oh, he's got a massive head. <laughs> yeah, and he's got a little tiger. He's got little teeth on his mask. Yeah, it's sort of giant wooden sort of yeah. helmet yeah. mask. Wooden helmets. Yeah. With, uh, oh, he's kitted out for the carnival, by the looks of it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so you didn't do them with you didn't do them with the uh, back banners. Then. Yeah, that's, he's got a back banner. He's got a back banner. Look, he's got a flowery back banner. Wow. Oh, right. Yeah. So yeah. Yes, that's um yeah. that's an explosion in a nineteen seventies disco factory, isn't it? it? Really? That's, that's, that why is. were, that's why that's they were part of the fun. So it, 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 they, they, I need two tins to carry the bastards. Oh God, <laughs> there's that many. <laughs> I suppose they've all got. And also, I haven't got a clue whether to use the atlatl or not to use the atlatl. Try to see what not. happens. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll find out. I think. Yeah, I think have to get them on the table. Decide to take it to Rome and get completely trashed. Yeah. <laughs> right. Try to get heavy knights. See what happens. Exactly. Knights <laughs> might be a little bit of a problem. Here go. Look, there's some crazy shields. Yeah. Oh yeah, those are nice. Okay. All right. So they could Intriguing. Be cool. Very good. Well, a whole army since um since yeah. we last spoke. That's now we're going back to uh, little uh, black armor blackened armor yeah. cavalry and mm. things like that because they've got to get those finished for, for, for july because mm. somebody else wants to play with them in july she wants to play them at devices all right well look, in terms of enormous amounts of painting or speed painting but tamsin were you hinting that you maybe have not like done a gazillion things in the last month you've you've just got some specific things which are, are done or highlights or something like that yeah pretty much oh, no, here we go here we go. Uh, right. Just load I just load of terrain and I add some additions to my sort of Mega City One collection. Okay. All right. Those are cute. So um yeah. so, so overhead walkways and are yeah. these 
TT combat stuff or um, yeah, this, is all, this is all TT combat stuff. So yeah, walkways, some street lamps. Street lamps. That's really going for it. I was looking at those those street lamps, thinking, are they some type of um, flyer marker where you'd have your um, stand. yeah, yeah, you'd, so you'd grab bikes or grab fatties or something. Yeah. Some pair of bus stops. Bus mm. shelters. Bus shelters. Wow, with etched glass in them. It's not been smashed yeah. yet. <laughs> well, it's acrylic, so uh, okay, uh, yeah. Security, office. security office and gates. Hmm. So how many square? How many square feet? Or how many square feet of Mega City One could you cook up? Do you think? How? Uh, am I about three, three foot, three by three? It would be pretty densely populated with equipment and yeah. things like that, wouldn't it? Yeah. Wow. Okay. And uh, I some fences. Yep, and that's flexible fences. And then... oh, look at that! A couple of years ago, I bought I bought a set a load of street sort of hmm. ice street tiles. Street tiles, yeah. A Polish company called Multiverse Gaming hmm. assembled them, and then they've been sat around waiting to be yeah. waiting to be sort of painted. Yeah. So uh, got on and did those. So got six. This photo, you've got six street sections. Yep. This one, you've got one street section and six sort of city sections. Plaza. Yeah, plaza yeah, sections. Plaza sections, where okay. buildings and stuff. And these are what, a foot square or? Foot square. Just, foot square. Well, okay. 30 centimetres square. Oh, they're a foot square then. So you've got 12 yeah. square feet of this stuff then. <laughs> not just, not, well, not three well, by three, 13. 12 square feet. 13 yeah. square feet of it. Yeah. Wow. So you, probably, you probably need a load of road signs. Yeah. Have you seen I'm, the next? Are you anticipating the next slide already? Yeah. Sort of, uh, and those, those tiles have all have been put back into a box. Okay. So, <laughs> so that's it. Does that, sorry, does that say a 35XL really useful yeah. box? So most of the rest of us are dicking around with like eights and nines and things and fours. And you're like, no, Bosch, 35 straight yeah. in there. 35 late, 35 XL for those. Done. It's the only way Sorted. to get them to fit in. No, for number. sure. Definitely. That's grand. Wow. No, that looks that is fantastic. Yeah. And working on a, on some mortar ice mortar in a buildings this time. Hmm. Okay. All right. So no no more chindits in the jungle or anything like that. Or no, no. No. It's just been urban construction. It's just be, been urban construction. Fantastic. Okay, this all right. Means war. This means war. Well, Simon, what, what about you? Um, although you've been away, haven't you? Did you um, manage to do any shopping in, in Eureka land when you were there? Or... No, I literally had absolutely no time to go do any shopping, which was okay. which was which was a real shame. Yeah. Um, so you probably need to sit down for the amount of painting that I've done. Okay, <laughs> three bases worth. Three bases worth. <laughs> ah, okay, that's good. Yeah, I've um, started pa painting up the the Arab conquest army that I got from forged in battle. Yeah. So just starting to paint the first couple of units to give me an idea of the color scheme for different style of arab armies i could do with and just trying to go for a lot more color 
color in the army rather than drab cottons, grays, yeah, and things beige. like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, could do that. So I've decided to go for a lot of the contrast paints of, you know, greens, blues, purples, reds, and just sort of maddish colors. I think it'll be far more interesting on table rather than beige. Yeah. Yeah. That's easy. That's a risk with Arabs, isn't it? They just end up pretty beige if you're not careful. Yeah. And when yeah. you've got, you know, the turbans, the Bedouin, um, uh, the robes and all that, they sort of do scream out and say, pay me with a bit of color because go on, let's have a bit of fun. Yeah. Okay. All right. And what are you, how are you finding those figures? Are they, um, are they, are they taking the contrast paints well, or is that just a, thing that contrast paints just does and, and you're drifting towards them a bit like we talked about last time i'm giving the contrast paints a go because i've not really used them before so i've got um okay. four or so paints um so i've got you know a nice red green and blue they come over really nicely the purple's quite watery so i think it, it gets is, to, isn't it yeah i have yeah. to go over four three four times to get any proper amount of color yeah um, have you tried them um, sort of really stirring it around at the bottom because i I've, I noticed with the ones that I've got that the sediment really does, or the pigment, I guess, really does sink to the bottom quite a lot. And if you stir them up, you can get quite okay. a lot more out of it. I've, I've been using the, the martini shaker concept, you know, oh, give, okay. get a good proper... Um, no, I, I do that, like, but I just, I still think there's some of the stuff sinks to the bottom. Okay, just, I'll give that a try. It but, stirs um, up, which is a bit weird for those sorts of things, but... But the forged, forged, forged and battle figures so far seem to be quite good. There's just enough detail to pick up different textures and all that and i've been doing the turbans and the um the head scarves and all that and they mm. come up quite nice with the contrast paints because there's enough detail in there they pick it up and you can get some quite good detail so far there's been good detail on the the beads because you know often beads yeah. on 15 mil is this Just like clump. black yeah yeah these ones here you can actually see a bit of texture being that many of them are, uh, have a proper beard on them yeah. um so well, yeah, that, that's, good, that's good news because um so actually i was i've had a couple of calls from from wendy at forged in battle because they're now sponsoring BrickCon. they're providing prizes for for a load of the competitions and, and doing some other stuff for us as well which is great and um and she she was like you are going to make sure that you mention us on everything as often as you can so you know forged in battle wonderful we're we're all over that stuff they're doing a great job fabulous set of people and in fact i've actually got um totally coincidentally um a load of their stuff here because i've since we last spoke, I've managed to paint, um, well, I've been inspired by the trip that we're going to talk about, and I've managed to paint an entire Carolingian army that I had kicking around for about a couple of years. It, it started off as buying some um, Bowida figures when the guy at Bowida was throwing his toys out the pram and saying he might stop. And I thought, actually, I should buy some and see what they're like, because they are a bit pricey. And um, I think I'd had... I'd had four bases of the mounted archers, which count as charging cavalry, but they were archers or something, which is too many. And then I'd never had the rest of the army because I thought I could try and use some other figures. And then I just thought, no, it doesn't bloody work. They're not, they're not the same. Um, so then I bought the entire rest of the army because I really had two bases, three bases to start with and bought the whole rest of it. So, so I'm sat here looking at what, four, eight, 12, 13, 14, 15, and another eight. I'm looking at 23 bases of heavy cavalry, six bases of heavy infantry, four bases of light foot, two bases of light cavalry, and three three sets of generals, which are all uh, an extremely um, colourful tastic set oh, cool. of, uh, of these guys here, which will hopefully probably covered slide. most of the options. I'm guessing. No, God, that's completely nailed it. It's like there's sort of I've used the um, 
I've used the Bowie cavalry for the kind of this. They have some sort of drilled cavalry from the Carolingian one because they're all a bit similar. The, um, there's not a lot of dynamism in the Bowie ones. And then I've used the forged in battle ones, which are sort of shorter and and stumpier, but more more different types for the impetuous ones and put in a mix of armoured and leather armour and metal armour for the mediums and, and the heavy. So there's a lot of variety in there and, and they just about work together, but the, the different or the difficulty is the horses are quite different. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can't put a forged in battle guy on a Bowie horse because the Bowie horse is way too skinny and you can't put a Bowie guy on a forged in battle horse because you can't even really bend the legs. The, the Bowie guys are almost like a V shape and the forged in battle ones are a kind of a curved arch that sits around the horse. So, so the horses are totally incompatible um, and do look a little bit different. So I've got mostly the drilled cavalry as, um, as uh, Bowie and the, the other ones as forged in battle. And then pretty much all the infantry are, um, are different types of Bowie guys. And, um, and I, I've done most done them with a lot of contrast paints, which, you know, I'm, it looks great, um, but it looks like it's been painted with contrast paints, if that makes sense. And yeah, I'm, I like it. And it was so bloody quick. You know, they got done in in a matter of a few weeks and the army really rattled along and I did some shield transfers from, from little big man. But I'm still it still slightly niggles me that I've not painted them properly. Um, I sort of feel like I've cheated and and it maybe what I'm trying to say what I'm trying to say really they look a bit like what other people's armies look like when other people have painted them with contrast paints maybe that's it maybe contrast paints I because th- the colors of palettes there and the way they they look is they give a style all of their own it's basically like a slightly shit version of Zach Painter and I've seen other people posting contrast painted figures on online. Um, uh, Nick Galkroger does loads of, of stuff and his contrast paints. And again, they look great, but they look like they've been painted with contrast paints. And I... Too it, colourful. It, sorry? Are they too colourful? Are they too bright? No, I don't think they're too colourful. It's the fact they are a wash, sort of halfway between a wash. So you undercoat them white, you, you hit them with contrast paints and... And then they're sort of ninety percent done, and it's that same set of colours and that very distinctive wash, halfway wash paint style that it gives it. Whereas if you're painting with normal paints, you know, do you do black undercoat? Do you do white? Do you black line? Do you, how which colours do you choose? Whereas contrast, you seem to be choosing from a more limited palette, and they've got a more consistent look and feel to them that. Mm, you know, I wouldn't say my skill because I don't think I'm a skilled uh, painter. I'd say that's that's true if you use them over a solid colour undercoat. Yeah. What, so the artist to do something paint, else? What other people are doing. Yeah. Uh, I know you guys don't do it, don't have airbrush. What you could do, yeah. prime mm. black or any other dark colour. Yeah. I Guessing most, I mean, mostly using spray cans for priming. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, spray cans for priming. Yeah. Getting with black or dark brown or grey. Any colour, any colour fine. Yeah. Then from above, at a slightly slightly higher distance, just Mm. light 
lights i light coat with white yeah. or ivory or bone or so sort of spray down something spray down from on top yeah spray down from on top xenophil because then you'll you get i you'll see the, a difference in how the contrast paint looks because in the recesses and particularly under undersides it will be dark i so hmm. the contrast paint will be more muted Okay, but over the white, it will look the way it looks way. very distinctive, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, okay. So that's Spanish guy, this the guy who paints sort of Zach Painter of, guy. Is that Zach Painter? Yeah, I mean, yeah. His, his style's quite distinctive. I think he's been doing it a long time, and his is very, very pale browns and things like that. And it, yeah, it, it, I think his look really good. They're very, very obviously his, you know, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and I think it's almost like if there was a sort of feels like there's a cheaty way of doing stuff a bit like his, and you can get quite good so easily that then doing all that extra stuff that you've said, Tamsin, just feels like, um, well, I guess for a lazy person like me just trying to bang out an army quickly, he's like, yeah, but why the fuck am I doing? You know, it, they're, they're they're too easy and they're too different. Whereas when you were using normal paints. You always had your own style because mm. even though everybody was com coming from the normal paints because you had to paint them whereas these i think i don't know i'm just feeling that the style it forces you down is so distinctive and consistent for for all for ease and for the way it goes on and all the rest of it that um i look at them and think I, someone else could have done this whereas i look at my other troops and i go i did these and i'd recognize them Hmm. Whereas I wouldn't necessarily, you know, I'd, I'd recognise them if I saw them and bring them by twenty years later. I go, I did them, um, ah. but these guys, I'd like, I'm, I can't. I'm not sure I could tell if I did them, um, really. But it's just a weird sort of feeling. But it, you know, it's great and it's it's good and the rest of it. But but it does work. And then um, with with non contrast paints, I've done a few fireflies, three of the Victrix fireflies. Um, I'm splitting a pack with a, a mate of mine from. Thailand and sending the rest on to him as with part of some other stuff but and I've done done those which are great little kits but the barrels are so thin on these 10 mil or 1 144 scale fireflies that I've broken one of them twice now I've broken it literally while I've been talking to you it's broken again um and it's going to get drilled out and replaced with a bit of um a bit of brush bristle I think which will mean it doesn't have the gun break on the end but it won't um just break each time I look at it, which is which I is cut off annoying. cut off the muzzle brake, drill drill into that, put it on the end of the brush. Bristle. Yeah, that's that's ideal. But the problem is the bloody barrel is so narrow. Actually, no, it's oh. a different one that's broken. Jesus, that's two of them that are broken. I broke one earlier today, and then I've broken another one literally yeah. just now picking it up to show you. So I think yeah, they have to um they have to have some work done on them before I lose the third one and can't remember how long they're supposed to be um would be the problem um but other than that they're fantastic kits absolutely astounding um for the the three-parter but and um and i think that thing about shermans and the carolingians um probably kind of takes us nicely onto um to our road trip this means war Bit of music, bit of music. Shall we 
should we should we cue some yeah German heavy metal like some Rammstein or <laughs> yeah, Rammstein uh, or yeah. some of that? Yeah, I think Rammstein's um, where Hubert's living at the moment. Or some be- I, some beer ke- beer keller music. Yes, yeah, some umpa music. Umpa oh music. yeah, yeah. So a few weeks ago, um, month or so ago, wasn't it? Um, Dave, you and I managed to get sort of invited, stroke apply to go to. Um, a German ADLG tournament in, in well, on the Rhine, um, in the town of never heard of it before, Braubach, near we've been to there before, Koblenz, and, um, and and we ended up making a bit of a of a lads war holiday out of it, really, didn't we, on the sly, which is a bit. <laughs> I don't think Graubach really can count as a town. It's more like a Disneyland village. Yes, it absolutely is. Yeah. The Hansel und Gretel uh, Disneyland um, village on the Rhine with a castle on the top. Yeah, it was like every single house was half timbered. And, you know, I I think they handed you a a tuba or another umpar band instrument when you when you cross the city limits. And. And I think everybody went to bed at about in the town went to bed about seven o'clock, didn't they? And um, or they went off foraging for mushrooms in the in the hills with Heidi. The Lederhosen. Yes, with the Lederhosen and um, and the tracked the tracked the German field sports equipment. But but it was kind of a an epic trip, really. We um, we because we didn't just kind of bang over there for the event and and did it back. We left on. What was it Thursday lunchtime or something? Yeah, Thursday lunch. We, we were pretty lucky getting onto the um, onto the tunnel because everybody mm. else got stuck in an eight-hour jam. Oh yeah, yeah. It was when the M20 was shut, wasn't it? With all the um, with all the lorry park and and my Teutonic satnav managed to take us around the back streets of Kent and um, and approach the tunnel from the other way with only about half an hour delay or something in the end, which was which was a bit bonkers. And then. It was weird being in the terminal for the Channel Tunnel and being able to go and get duty free. But yeah, I, I still find that a bit weird, disturbing. I mean, I've never been one for duty free since no. I've given up smoking anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. but but nobody was at the terminal. That was the. It was like sort all of all the other war gamers were stuck between Bournemouth and uh, yeah. Uh, I was going to say SE One, but it's not SE One. Yeah. <laughs> No, it could be anywhere, wouldn't it? But but no, it's very strange. Queuing along the south coast, which was a damn shame, meant we could get yeah. across without any trouble at all. Yeah, we, we we snuck down the wrong lane. We probably got onto a train too quickly, and then um and then we whizzed across out the other end and stopped in the um in the well first world war epicenter type place of Mons. That I don't know if any of you have um ever come across before or heard of it it's heard um, of it not been there <coughs> yeah, it's where a, the first and last battle of the british army took place in the first world war exactly yeah well done that's a quiz well you 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 can do the quiz for knowing that andy we'll um we'll let you run the quiz that's good thank you there, there was a documentary a bbc documentary which was repeated on pbs about the first fighting between the british and the germans as a bridge over the canal just outside mons and there's the two first English VCs. Well, v- VCs were one on that bridge, and we we went and found them. We found the yeah. officer. We didn't find the private officer. He's hidden away in the cemetery somewhere. Yeah, there was this this um really unusual, or possibly unusual war. You know, I've seen a few war cemeteries, quite a few, but 
This one was a garden cemetery on the outskirts of Mons that had been set up by the Germans during the war. Yeah. And it, it had British and Germans in it at the time. And then I think the British had kind of taken it over and tidied it up a bit. And it sort of had an arboretum and a, a, a hill and things in circles and lines and all the rest of it was from, was it Canadian, British and German in the end? Yeah, I've, um, I've, never, I've never been to one of the World War One cemeteries, so I find it quite moving, actually. I mean, yeah. I think it, it, it had been designed for some sort of like 100 year memorial or something like that. So they've, they'd obviously rebuilt it and mm. different tombstones for the British and the German were interesting. The German are very rugged and the yep. British are very marbly and that sort of thing. So it was quite, quite convincing. Oh, there, there, was, there was also the... Uh, the very first victim who is buried there, who was a, a, a cycle reconnaissance soldier. He was sent off by the British and never seen again. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine uh, being a cycle reconnaissance officer at the beginning yeah. of the First World War. It's like, on your bike, chap, off you go over there. and um, Go and find the Germans. And if you don't come back, we know you found them. Yeah, cycle, <laughs> cycle, cycle to the sound of the guns. Yeah. And, um, and I think the last casualty as well was there as well, wasn't it? It was, um, it was quite... It was quite an interesting one. After our after our night in in the middle of Mons, which was, um, <laughs> I think when we um, we decided not to go to one bar because it was ropier than the others, um, that was probably it. Although it was, that's because it was called Le Ropia, so we <laughs> knew it would be ropier than, than the other ones. And um, and we eventually stumbled into about a kilo and a half of mules and frites, and then more cheese and German sausage than or Belgian sausage than. <laughs> could possibly be eaten by anyone but and also realizing that why the german well sorry why, why germans why the belgians drink those small beers mm. because six of those gives you sort of a feeling in the morning that you've drunk six english crap pints yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah it was quite chunky and um over the four see, days i think i drank a lot of different beers but i didn't drink the same beer twice in five days that's no, very no. easy in belgium isn't it um, it's really good yeah. If, if you want, if you want to, you, you get the essence of First World War British in in Belgium. The place to go is Ypres, and see the last post ceremony, uh, which they do every night, and they basically um, have a last post ceremony and read the affirmation and stop all the traffic. And they've done it pretty well every night since the First World War, apart from when the Germans ran the place in the Second World War. Driving across Belgium is just one continuous. Oh, I recognise that name. I can't quite remember what battle happens there. Yeah, yeah. Miles down, like, oh, I recognise that name. Yeah. And they thought there's all the sort of like French against the Dutch in the horse and musket period. Oh, there's like and the uh, what's his name? Duke of Marlborough's one places like Oudenard yeah, and all those things well. like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's war, and obviously you go past Waterloo as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and we went past a town called Hervé. Yeah, so we saluted our glorious El Creator on the way. Um, that was it. And, and more um, out-of-town industrial zones that we drove past than you can possibly imagine or shake yeah. a stick at. Typical Belgian, we've trashed this place with industrial industry over the last 200 years, so we'll just leave it behind as a ruin and we'll come back and think about it later. Yeah. It gave us a, a newfound appreciation for um, Charleroi, I think. Yeah. And, um, and how that fits in from, from wow that's that's, yeah. say, that's saying something because shawa was um unique 
Yes. Yeah, I, I think the, what, what they're doing with Charleroi is I, I suspect there's other parts of Belgium are also requiring a similar sort of upgrade. And um, I think parts of um, Mons were possibly mid-upgrade because there was a few bits that have clearly not possibly not survived um, COVID lockdowns particularly that well from, from keeping their businesses open. But then... From um, from Mons and, and seeing the war cemetery, we then piled over the border, um, saw the roads improve almost as we moved out of Belgium into Germany. The road surface just improved overnight, stopped and got the car washed very efficiently. Um, there seemed to be like a load of car washes just over the border in Germany. And then I think there were just over the German border in Belgium, there were kind of like a load of sex discos or something, weren't there? So, and if you went across the Dutch border, you probably get a load of dope shops. So. Yeah, you probably get all of that. So, but Germans' things, obviously, um, car washes. They, uh, the Belgians don't do that themselves. Um, and we drove to, well, we drove around the inner ring road of Arken for a while because Dave, you were kind of keen on going to to Arken, weren't you? It was um, your suggestion. Arken's been on my hit list of uh, my bucket list of kind of as, as a Roman sort of thing, because I knew it was a Roman town, because you've, you've got that whole string of Roman towns going up that, I mean, that, that sort of area of Belgium into Germany was a very, very um, lively, very, you know, I mean, the Roman Empire was kind of run from that part of the world in the late Roman period. And Arkans an interesting sort of like it's, a, it's like Bath in Britain. It's a Bath town. Uh, it's got springs and that sort of thing. So and they, they've they've built well. It's hard. To, it, it's got a Byzantine style basilica um, cathedral, which was um, well. It, it completely you you know you obviously knew it was there, and that's why we went. Yeah. I had not a Scooby, other than knowing it's the centre of this Charlemagne bloke who's, who there's always an army list that should be quite good in every set of rules about him. And this cathedral is just unbelievable. You know, I, I've done loads of cathedrals in Spain and in the rest of it, but this one's just nuts. It's like every single surface has been tiled exotically to just make you as a, whatever it be, 11th century peasant, just go, oh my God. I've never been anywhere like this before. You know, it, had to, it, it astonished me. And um, I'm not quite an 11th century peasant, really. But it was still pretty astonishing. Um, just the, the whole thing. Have you been to Hagia Sophia? Have you been to Istanbul? I've been to Istanbul, but not to the Hagia Sophia. So uh, uh, but it was very Islamic, though, wasn't it? The artwork was very well, Islamic in them. Um, it's actually Roman, which is what the Islamic nicks. So, okay. I mean, it's, I mean, Hagia Sophia is... I mean, it's, it's Byzantine, isn't it, really? I mean, it's very, very yeah. like Roman Byzantine style where they have this basilica in an eight-sided room. Mm. Um, yeah. And there's one very famous one at Ravenna, which has got mosaics of uh, Justinian and his wife. Yeah, okay. Uh, Theodosia and all those, and even possibly Belisarius. So I think the basilica in Arkan has been stolen from the one in Ravenna. It's been copied from that. Design, yeah, 
So the marble is original, and it, it, the marble. Yeah. At some points, you're sort of going, "Oh, look at that marble," and then you have to refocus and go, "Oh, look at the mosaics." Yeah. And then you refocus again and go, "Oh, look at the stained glass windows." Yeah. <laughs> because they're sort of. I don't. The mosaics aren't original. I think they've been resurrected. Recently, which is yeah, yeah. I Zarkin was pretty much leveled in during yeah. World War Two. Well, I think the, 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 the cathedral survived. Yeah. I mean, it hasn't, it hasn't, you know, it hasn't been hit by that. But I think what they've done is they've, in, in resurrecting it after the war, they've gone and looked at the walls and gone, oh, look, there were mosaics here. And then they've mm. put in very, very bright and incredible mosaics based on sort of late Roman, you know, the ones from Ravenna and Istanbul and whatever. But they're, they're just spectacular. I mean, I've, I've just took photo after photo after photo to sort of like... Yeah, it, it was just bonkers. And, you know, and they, you've got Charlemagne's tomb in there and yeah. his missus's casket and all sorts of stuff, haven't you? It's just... Yeah. And, and it's a, where all the Holy Roman emperors were... Um, crowned. Yeah, yeah enthroned. Um, yeah. People like Otto the First, he's the sort of real Holy Roman Empire and hmm. things like that. And you've got some beautiful... German eagles on the back wall yeah. and things like that. And, and there was that um, enormous, you know, like, what, 10 metres across candelabra thing, right yeah, hanging yeah. in the middle, that someone Frederick from an Bar army list, Frederick Barbarossa had given to someone else for their wedding present or something. Yeah. Fre Fre yeah, like Frederick the Barbarossa is one of my favourite characters. He was born in Sicily, grew up in the Sicilian Norman palace where he had his own harem and he, he, he wandered around with uh, his catamites and uh, was educated and then when he became emperor of the Germans he went to Germany and the Germans were like completely freaked out by the fucker whoops shouldn't be sparing no. he, he wandered around with all his harem and he, he, he traveled with a pair of leopards and things like that and wore perfume for god's sake you know and all that sort of thing he's down crossing a river is that the guy I'm thinking of I can't I can't remember, but I, I know I know the Pope declared him the Antichrist, and he, he sort of played up to that by. Well, if you if you've ever had that done, you'd be quite proud of it, wouldn't you? That would go yeah. on. Well, that, I was going to say that would go on your tombstone, but they probably wouldn't give you a great tombstone, really. Um, but yeah, something that Frederick Barbarossa had given someone as a wedding present was pretty mental. Yeah. And then we um then we went for for lunch in the Rat House. Yeah, had, um, indistinct. Well, I had indistinct German meat stew with dumpling. Which was great, and then Dave Allen turned up by accident. Yeah, that was... Arab WhatsApp, which was bizarre. Yeah, we were messaging on WhatsApp, and he read the WhatsApp while he's on the train. Said, "Oh, by the way, I'm just passing Arkin, and we're we're you're in Arkin. Why don't you pick me up?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was funny. Yeah, so he jumped off the train, and um, and we gave him a lift the final way to to the wonderful town of Browback, um, or the tiny town of Browback, which was we're staying in kind of a hiker's B and B, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, Hill Walkers BMB probably hikers, wasn't it? It was a yeah stop off on a march along the Rhine. Sort of yeah, thing. if you if you were wearing lederhosen and and one of those funny hats and um, and you had sausages in your backpack, you would stop at this place and that would be your your stop on the way. And um, then we had, had more schnitzel than any man has ever seen. Yeah, and, and drank a load more different beer. Yeah. With all the um, the German as we know, I like my Heffenstefano, or I've forgotten what they've even told me. Hef yeah. Yeah. But, but with all the German um, players of 
who used to be sixth edition players and up until quite recently, which astonished me because I thought sixth was only played in in 25 mil, but they used to play it in 15 mil. And there were loads of them and they'd come from all over Germany and they're all staying in this tiny town where they, they always gather, kind of like you know, migrating salmon coming up the um, Teutonic salmon coming up the Rhine to play toy soldiers by the banks of the Rhine in, in Braubach because um, there's a castle there and and why not so we, I think I had a I had a schnitzel that had basically a full English breakfast on top of it 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 came with like bacon and eggs and some fried tomatoes it's just like completely bonkers and um you couldn't uh, get I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it wouldn't have been safe place for me then I think you um you know they I'm sure the side salad would have would have been entirely fantastic for you and um and then we all schlepped up the hill and played two days of um adlg just on the um in the i guess the guest dining room of a of a big german castle overlooking the right that was a very beautiful dining room yeah really nice amazing views good games you managed to play did you play five germans or four i played um no, I, I had to play Dave Allen at one point, didn't I? Did you play the Spanish chap as well? Um, I think I played. Did I play? No, I, I don't think. No, I didn't get to play him. I, I played. Okay. I played Pablo. Pablo Suarez. He's, I think he's Italian, Spanish, or something. Okay. Yeah. He, I, I played him in um, Alicante. He's hmm. a rising star, I have to say. He's, yeah, he's a good lad. He's yeah. A very good player. But yep. now I played at least three Germans, which was great. It was really good. good looking forward to them getting their own part of the forum sorted out and yeah yeah that'd be good i i thought they were very very com there was no i mean yens i played in the last game i was getting a bit tired by that point yens knew mm. all better than i did which is not unusual yeah. <laughs> uh, especially as i was playing with an army i i don't really play with them. oh excuses 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 they yeah excuses, they were excuses yeah, I think they're sort of like many, many more years of playing just any old war games was very, very effective. You know, yeah, they were. Play, uh, it often happens with me, and when I'm playing sort of DBM or people who've played other sets of rules, you find they do the terrain differently, and it just throws you off your strides to what we're used to, and, and effectively done. I mean, he had a medium infantry army, which completely was what I, I had no idea what to expect and it was quite funky and one of the I can't remember the guy who ran the competition the teacher mm. I can't remember his name but he, he he gave me a very close run as well that's very good guy yeah no, that's good and um and then uh, yeah so we all had a meal up in up on top of the castle went back down played a, a second day of um, gaming they actually had some great low alcohol beer as well which was almost <clears throat> It, they seem to have got it sorted. It was kind of Erdinger, almost wheat beer, but non-alcohol. So because I was having to drive, because because nobody could have walked up the hill to the mountain and survived, I don't think, um, to play in the castle. Um, I was on the zero alcohol beer, but it actually didn't feel like a hardship. Then, so at the end of the event, which um, which Dave Allen won, um, good old Dave, um, we we threw him onto the train at the station, and then um, we drove back to Belgium to go to Bastogne, 
Yeah. Um, home of Bastogne. 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 Bastogne, wasn't it? That was Bastogne. Yeah. Home of nuts. Home of nuts. And um, absolutely the home of nuts. Yeah, we listened to a couple of podcasts on the way about it. So we sort of knew a bit more about it when we were there. And we did go to, um, in fact, we had a very bizarre Airbnb that was just off the town square and was sort of above an architect studio or something, wasn't it? With very weird murals on the wall. Mine had an enormous mural of Dubai. And I, so, got granny's, I got granny's room with the mural of Rome, of, of the, uh, <laughs> the Vatican. The, yeah. pink, the pink granny bedroom the pink granny bedroom but but the great thing was it was like literally steps away from the town square so you came out the door turned left walked 10 yards and you tripped over a sherman tank which oh. you know you can't get better than that and um we had to... did you break the gun on it tim oh possibly i don't think it was a firefly i think it was a normal one and they're normally okay they're just a bit thicker but um it had some original battle damage yes it did didn't it yeah yes it had a big hole in the back of it and um, and we we did go to the nuts bar, yes. um, which wasn't particularly nuts. I don't think they were having a particularly nutty night, but had lots of. You had some airborne para beer in a, <laughs> in, a in an American helmet. Yes, yeah, <laughs> with some airborne Belgian airborne beer that you came in a ceramic American paratroopers helmet that you had to drink out of, which was. Well, if you're in Belgium in Bastogne, what are you going to do? And um, and then the next day we went to the museum there, which was, I thought was that was a really, it was new. It's one of those new museums they've done well. Yeah, it's really good. Really, really good. It wasn't, you know, piles and piles of kit. I think there was a, if you're talking tanks, there was a Hetzer, a Sherman that had a big hole knocked in it, and um, a Schwimm wagon. That was about the only vehicles really, wasn't it? But but there was just loads of other interesting stuff that gave you a real picture of what went on. There was, there was, there was a good storyline for kids running through it with some characters yeah. and things like that. Yeah. And the headset thing, which was tastefully done, it didn't feel like, you know, oh, yeah. if you the headset, you're the person who's really sort of taking it seriously and the others yeah. aren't. Yeah. And it, it, it was really, really good. And there were some poignant moments in there as well. Mm. There was some good stuff on refugees yeah the, like, the, 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 it was actually almost a museum of belgium's war wasn't it not just bastogne yeah. yeah which i didn't expect and and there's some good bits on belgian history at the start with things yeah. like we knew about the belgian king abdicating and things like that yeah because they were, were they i'm trying to remember were they sort of flirting with communism or flirting with fascism and all sorts of things it was just they've also, yeah they've always had that sort of problem yeah they? Yeah, but at the start of the Second World War, there was all sorts of things going on. So it was it was really well done. And even the the sort of sonne lumiere bits that you kind of shuffled in and sat down to. Yeah. Were good. That, 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 that was a bit weird with the It was a bit weird, but they, they yeah. weren't as shit as they could have been. No, um, no, I've seen worse. I've seen worse. I've seen definitely worse, yeah. yeah and then yeah. um and then from there on we jumped back in the car and drove back back to the, um well next morning we drove back to um to the coast and stopped we were going to stop somewhere for lunch at random and we drove past this town because all the towns in france and belgium have got these big signs on the motorway going this town is famous for this shit and we were going past namur that i don't mm. think either of us have heard of um I've been had, a there. Big castle, yeah. had a big you've been yeah 
Wasn't there a siege in about the 17th century? Was, yeah. yeah. God, we should have found you. We should have found a friend. You all know it, and we don't. <laughs> Somebody else tell me about it. What, why do you know it, Simon? And found out that it was William of Orange before he became William and Mary oh, right. of England. Mm. Why did you go there, Simon? From all the way from Australia, what made you pick Namur? Well, you know, just you know, I was wandering around um, uh, Belgium as as one, as you do. Yeah. No, but we we spent a week in Belgium after Charlois. And oh, so, um, okay. of course, it all comes back to Charlois. Yeah. So we. Um, decided to, st- to visit that top part of, of Belgium. Yeah. So we drove through Namur and Mons and a few of the other places. Okay. Um, just because so it was there. Mons as well. Yeah. And uh, we went down to um, one of the, the Crusader castles where um, one of the, the, the princes, you know, got a whole bunch of mates, went down to the Holy Land for a bit of a uh, carnage and pillaging. Okay. Um, so use one of those iconic castles up on the top of a cliff and all that with you know eagles and falcons. But yeah, we spent a couple a couple of days in uh, Namur. It's quite nice. That castle on top of their mountain mm. is just unbelievably yeah. vast, isn't it? It was just like, where did that come from? Yeah. It was just insane. It, it's just because it's the confluence of two rivers, mm. and on the bit where the two rivers come, there's a big lump of rock. Yeah. And on the top and- of it, there's there's a castle that could have probably housed the entire Belgian army. Yeah. We roamed around for half an hour looking for anything that was open, really, and barely found it. That was it. Yeah. Yeah, we had a good good one, you know, being a war gamer, you look, you see yeah. that fortress and go, I'm just going to, have to do some research. And we spent most of the day wandering around that and we found a pub nearby and had a, a just a couple of pints to um, rehydrate. Good. Yeah, we had a good um fortress that you don't get in britain yeah because i mean i you know i've been to chinon and a lot of the loire um chateaus and things like that but this place being sort of that 16th 17th century fortress star fort sort of like huge thing and i I think it's been advanced since the first world war but something like that is enormous enormous. yeah i think they'd only kind of moved out of it in the what the late napoleonic era or something the, the military was still there for most of the time. Yeah, when you look at some of those big fortresses, uh, quite a few of them were used uh, up, up and past the Napoleonic War. So, you know, you, you can see yeah. they've been made into officer, officer, officer barracks and quite a few of them have had various places redone for um, artillery um, storage or, sorry, yeah. um, gunpowder. Occasionally the gunpowder has gone off for, you know, a great yeah. um, Friday evening. Yeah, bit of a problem. Yeah, and it was. A, it looked a really nice town as well. I think. I think if we were doing another trip that way, it might not be a bad place to actually stay because um, mm. I think the nightlife in Mons was, well, maybe it was just a time of year or stuff, and it, it seemed to leave a little bit to be desired. Um, well, you know, anywhere with a bar called the Ropia, I think is um, sending you quite a big message. But but Namur looked like a really, um, a really kind of cracking. There you go. Yeah, that's that's a picture yeah. of that that bridge and from the top, and it's it's so bloody high, isn't it? Mm. It's just nuts. Yeah, and the the the, the um whatever it is the the Parliament of Wallonia, yeah, is there, mm. which um which is always a good thing. You know, no, everybody needs a little bit Wallonian Parliament in their life. So, um, so yeah, that was um it was quite a trip, given that we saw like four or five different towns in a way. And and it was only about two days extra on top of the weekend. 
Um, as long as we're invited again, we'd like to go back. Oh, God, yeah, no, absolutely. That'd be grand fun. I think we'd, um, you know. <laughs> it's really great having a whole other nation of ADLG players to yeah. And hopefully, some I think some of them are thinking about coming to Rome, so that'll be. No, I think some are already booked in. Yeah, yeah. no, definitely. No, it's good. I'm I'm literally I'm writing the battle reports as we speak. I'm um, I've got a load of photos of the road trip, and then I, I'm just about most of the way through, through the second, second tournament report on on that one. But um, so no, that was, that was our road trip to, let me think, Mons, Braubach, Bastogne and Namur and we played toy soldiers in the middle of it so yeah. you know I think the whole idea of of going away for a wargaming weekend and combining it with a load of other stuff is is pretty bloody good really this means war So look, that was a competition in Germany, but there's been two other competitions since then that some of us have been part of. And I guess the first one was um, Roll Call, in which four of us took, took part, didn't we? And Simon, me and you even played. Which Absolutely, is, um, yeah. Which is remarkable, isn't it? And um, Dave and, and Andy, you Andy, were you there as well? Did you? Go no, I didn't play. I was a list checker. Oh, you were a list checker for that. So you you got the um, you got the vibe on on everything. So um, yeah. So then. Dave, um, how was your how was your roll call experience? Did you manage to take feudal Spanish to it, or did I manage to write a period that stopped you? Competitions. I'm actually sitting here going, "Oh, that's right. I use Korean. I use Three Kingdoms Korean." So I'm taking a a zip out of your page and trying to use Hmm. some weird different armies and things. Yeah, very unsuccessfully. But um, I thought the Koreans were going to be a tragedy, having been. I had a couple of practice games against Richard Case before I went and got thrashed twice. But well, you know, at, least, at least in my first game, I knew what to expect with a patrician army, which I think I lost to. You expected and, to get thrashed and you succeeded. Yeah, and then I, well, at least I knew what the score was going to be. Yeah. Then, um, then I, got, I don't know, I won a couple of games and then I lost one. I think it was about par for the course. It was all hmm. right. <laughs> it was a funky different army. It, it just made a change from taking late Roman or Byzantine or, you know, there, there were some pretty obvious choices in that competition there. And funnily enough, those obvious choices won the competition. <laughs> okay, that worked quite well. That worked quite well, yeah. Yeah. Well, Simon, um, you um, you took the, the slightly, slightly tiny Chinese um, with the lightweight yeah. army in 28s. Yeah, so I brought my uh, my massive 20 mil Chinese army to the big 28 mil period. So they mm-hmm. were feeling quite short, which I think is probably why they've been stonked so many times. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I managed to end up mid-table mediocrity with um, some cracking games. I think your game and my games probably got a, came that down to almost le- legendary for my oh. Chinese general just not wanting to die. That was just, there was so much nonsense in that game. You oh, it was. do like a whole bloody thing. It so we had, um, you know, I, I had my Chinese, so um, the obligatory Chinese general on the heavy chariot included, mm. yeah, the full kicker boodle. Yeah. He, um, and I really caught him out. I, I drew him forwards. He charged yep. into someone. Um, yep. Okay, that was someone a bit squishy. I kind of gave him a tempting target. Yeah. I think it was some like half and half 
bow yeah. swordsman or something nonsense which he so took think, with um with gratitude yep then you piled into his flank yeah he didn't die yeah you then piled into his front he didn't die and by then i recovered the um disrupt the, the disruption or sorry no, the next I, time i, recovered I, I must that. correct that i think i piled into the other flank oh so, so yes. someone in his front and both flanks and he was still winning and then he recovered everything you then piled into his rear as well yeah yep. yep and he then recovered that again yeah exactly and proceeded to kill people then i managed and to find sorry yeah yeah i had so many people committed to trying to kill this guy that your what had been your your right flank force yeah had been miles away had time to walk up and start attacking the rear of my guys who were attacking your single general yep and oh, i think right. by, by the end we worked out um that one general had hold held on to for about six or so turns and held up about eight of your units and then when i managed to pile in there was a shift in victory points of about six or eight victory points in one I think, turn no i actually think it was double i think it was double figures that yeah. um for killing that guy in the process of killing him i lost 10 or 11 victory points <laughs> in the process of getting three which was just like what the hell but that wasn't it would just come after your you yeah. know bulletproof medium cavalry cross yes oh well. yes the medium cavalry so we had um oh. um i had a series so i i like you know elite heavy cavalry bow medium cavalry bow light cavalry bow it's quite a mobile army some of it was whizzing around your flank straight away, wasn't it? And what did you have to protect it? So I had a massive light horse bow and a medium cavalry crossbowman. That, that was, was it. it on the flank. And there was a couple of skirmishes in an ambush, but nothing of, in, of significance. Yeah. So you came tearing down. I disrupted you, disrupted your light horse in turn one. I think it got the light horse got killed a turn later. Yeah. Then your heavy cavalry and your medium cavalry came um, piling around to resolve the issue. Yeah. Got the comprehensively outshot by a crossbowman. Yes. Of average capability. Yeah. And even even got to the point of when I was double point double um, cohesion down, yeah. proceeded to kill everything, yeah. and then recover everything and start coming around the flank again. And yeah. it was he just nearly a ended up rolling up my flank, didn't he? Didn't he? Yes. <laughs> It was just insane. It was just, you know, an act of remarkable heroism for which um, I'm sure the People's Liberation Army will be eternally grateful. Absolutely. But, um, so it was a cracking oh game. God. So um, that was fantastic. Yeah. Really I think we good. got down to about three, four minutes before, uh, before time called before my army finally said, we've had enough now. It was just done. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, go get back in the bleeding box, you bastards. It was, it was kind of, no, it was a great game. It was really, really good. And um it was a good little round robin 25 mil event actually as well was it near round robin yeah, yeah it was a cracking game yeah, yeah. we basically got yeah. to play everybody so um mm. it was just fun and enjoyable so um yeah. not i don't think there was a single rules argument or barely even any no, rules queries everyone just got stuck in i think we had i'm not even sure there were any were there any unfinished games at all we, i think gone. we may have one draw out of the <laughs> so there was what um four games five 20 games maybe yeah five, there was, like i think yeah. there's four or five tables so yeah yeah we had one draw over the 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 five games so that's quite impressive everyone yeah. just got stuck in and just went right i'm in for this so yeah, um, get, it was all good to get that sorted yeah indeed and then um and last well literally a couple of days ago we had the central london one day as well didn't we which was 
um epic heavy metal all round which um andy you were at this one um, yes I, I managed to avoid defeat um so i had a <laughs> i had a draw. yeah yeah absolutely yes i had a draw i had a mutual and i had a win so um and in that okay. order so it you know the day got my, my performance got better as the day went on which was nice um mm. and um I, I played some really nicely painted army that the um uh you're on the next table but the uh collins um was it low were. country's army oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. beautiful army yeah no that was fantastic wasn't it it's some really good because it was all wars of medieval france was the theme of it so everything was a very small army and with loads of heavy metal and there's lots of longbows and crossbow shooting so so things did get pinged quite a lot but um from my point of view i managed to get my swiss that i've been painting slowly and in in steps for for a number of years now onto table although um i did take the i took the buy in the first round um because i was kind of running it so we had an odd number and that was sort of my job um so i only got the two games but but both of them the swiss just marched across the table and did swiss stuff to people um which was <laughs> did what the swiss do, yeah. i think me yeah. and um me and daryl um pierce we we were both surprised that our game lasted an hour um he stood there and tried to shoot me down before i charged in with burgundian ordinance and um I um I didn't do that. <laughs> so I just charged in and wasn't shot down and then it was take them off in fistfuls. So and Dave, what about you? How did you um what was your uh, weekend? I, I, I took the Kingdom of, of Navarre. Oh be completely different. Because mm. I thought no one is going to use that. And, and in a bit of homage to our good friend Inyaki, because he's from Navarre. And yeah. um it was an entirely foot army of wow. foot knights, four spear seven foot knights oh, 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 um, that's super heavy metal yeah three english long bowmen mm. and four medium foot impacts it, it, it was a really good fun army it, it got run over by heavy knights in, against peter but the other games it did remarkably well it, it, and it was a really fun army um the only thing i thought was why was it so effing noisy last weekend in that on Sunday. Yeah, it was well, very we noisy, had, wasn't it? We, we, had, we had 30 people in, well, yeah. 29 people in a, that space, which we've not had that many in for a long, long time. Long it really time. Was, um, that's definitely pre-COVID. Yeah. yeah, it was really, really, you know, maybe that's what it used to be all the time and we've just got gotten used to it. I It was, I a few weeks back, I when I did the big King of Battlefield, King of Battlefield game, Oh, mm. uh, what, 12 people in there? And yeah. it was a lot noisier that with just 12 people than I remember. Okay. Maybe, um, uh, no, it's uh, maybe I maybe because in the interim, I rather has had sort of the out the outside bit is more roofed over now. So maybe that's, yeah, maybe the sound comes back sound in. Well, maybe there's like some sort of disco feedback thing so when he's having a party there he like records the sound plays it back in it just builds the atmosphere up into a frenzy of excitement a bit like it's like watching the fa cup no um possibly it's not the it's the mirror ball in the room it's the mirror definitely ball the mirror ball that could be it and um and a cracking curry lunch as well um but one of the things i was going to mention was that it was really noticeable that we played 
two and a half hours or whatever, but there was literally one or two games weren't completed. Everybody was yeah. completing their games very, very quickly. No, there were there were literally there were four games that didn't finish right. in the entire three game, 14 games around. So in 42 games, there were four that didn't finish. And um, I think one of them was a, a couple of very new people um, or the very newer players. So you sort of almost discount that. But we, we tiny medieval armies that have you don't to draw each other. There's no running. They can't run away. They're, they're all trying to fight and be better in combat, I think. So mm. you're just fully committed. But yeah, there was, you know, none of the games were really going to time. I think we could have, the games which were slow weren't affecting the top of the table. We probably could have called time at two and a quarter hours. It wouldn't have made a difference. Every game was, every round was two and a half uh, because I was doing the timings for it. So yeah, it just really, really rattled through, um, which was which was great. And, um, and I guess in terms of rattling through, if we are rattling through the podcast, it's always time to rattle on to... Um, to French, the rattle, the death rattle of French techno. Yes, yes, in a um, in a week in which we talked about driving across Belgium and ignored the fact that we had to drive across France to get there and, uh, and done a bit of Germany as well, we are into the the well the french techno music heralding andy's quiz and um as always the first quiz question is can we remember what the quiz was about last time and um anybody simon no dave any clues can't remember at all tamsin you're good at this remember it was russian naval russian naval yeah. disasters was it yeah russian naval yeah, disasters that's it. it yes well, well i suppose at least that's still going on that's still topical <laughs> they've um they've still are disasters going on as we speak so right okay well just to recap briefly um the first question was which of these mishaps has befallen the russian aircraft carrier admiral kudesov first one is um well a member a crew member died of carbon monoxide poisoning after a fire broke out Second was, while it was having a refit in dry dock, the dry dock sank, sending a 70-ton crane crashing through the ship, or the ship caught fire during repair work at Mamask. All of them. Correct. All of them. All of the above. Okay, yeah. right. Okay. The next one was about mishaps for the Russian fleet that sailed from the Baltic through to Japan in 1904-05. The first one was it got into a firefight with British trawlers in the North Sea because they thought they were Japanese torpedo boats, as you do. and uh, one of its cruisers was hit by shot, shot out by seven battleships and the ship's chaplain was killed. Or the second one was, which may have happened, was as the fleet left Tangier, one of the ship's anchors snagged the cable and cut off communications between Europe and Africa for four days. Or was it that the, com- sec- the second in command guy died en route, the fleet commander didn't tell anybody, so everyone was looking to this bloke for orders and he was dead during the battle. All of them. All of them. Correct. All of the above. Right. I'm and seeing the a theme one, coming here. Yeah. And you, 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 yeah, you, you, you've kind of, I think you've, you've honed in on the theme here. I gave you the name of three Russian submarines and which one had caught fire. And of course, the answer all is. All of them. All yep. of them. Hooray. Well done. Good. I'll, there's one for the Russian Navy. I'll, I'll get my Russian military police admiral's hat 
out um, at one stage then for the next podcast just to celebrate that one. Right, on with the music. Oh, the sound of techno. So Andy, what, what this month are you going to... Um, delight us with i nearly said inflict but i i remembered that i need to be polite um what what's what's coming our way this month well music is quite appropriate because uh this week is the time when there's a naf competition listened to by people all over europe but quite apart from my quiz there's also the eurovision song contest oh so um the theme this week is eurovision siege contest and I'm going to give you five years. And in each year, there was a siege at a city which has since hosted the Eurovision Song Contest. <laughs> and you just got to say which city it was. So it's it's, um, it's a beyond complicated question, but the answer is no, it's not. No, it, no. Just, there's a city, there's a siege, there was the Eurovision Song Contest there. I'm going to, no, I'm going to give you five, five years. Five years. Yeah. Each oh. one, there was a siege. Okay. And the city that was besieged has since hosted the Eurovision Song Contest. Right, okay. You so we, five, years, we name this, we, five years and we named five sieges. Correct. Yes, that's right. it. Right. So the first one, 1187. <laughs> this 1187. Is I'm trying to think. Did um, the Eurovision Song Contest hasn't run in um, northern Syria? No, it's all afterwards. No. Yeah, this, fine. It's oh, all yeah. preceded these Song fine, Contests yeah. okay. by some years. Next one is 1382. So somewhere was besieged in 1382, which has subsequently held the Eurovision Song Contest. Okay. Yeah. Next one is 1529. 1529. So that's going to be. I'm writing what? them down. I'm not sure. You're writing them down. <laughs> you're going to try. If you got to look at your wide collection of books. Got to Google today. it. Yeah. Right. Next or one is 1717. 1717. So that's 18th century, then, isn't it? That's yep. starting to be funny hats. And then the last one is 1936. 1936. Did they have the European That's Song Contest right. instead of the Olympics? Was Jesse Owens involved? Is this, no. No, um, no, he wasn't besieging yeah. anywhere. He wasn't besieging anywhere. 1936 has got to be somewhere in Spain, isn't it? Mm. Well, anyway, those, it? Yeah, those, those are the yeah. questions. I mean, okay. you know, if, you want, if, if you want the answers tonight, give me answers now. Otherwise, we'll leave it open until next time. No, I think, I think we just leave everybody hanging for another month with, um, yeah. with the five <laughs> siege... The five siege question. Um, keep, uh, keep, keep, our, keep our listener intent. Oh. And just just bring in the um, the potentially, if only they knew it was their Eurovision wing, winning music. <laughs> I just want to check that for eleven eighty seven. Yes. 1529. Yes. 1917. Yes. 1936. Correct. Yeah. Good. Send okay. me a WhatsApp afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Dave. Yeah. I, I'm not sure anybody's taking that this seriously, but it's you finally. Episode number 88. Someone's taking the quiz seriously. It's a new. <laughs> now, somebody new once epic. actually emailed me some answers. Uh, oh, uh, one, only once or twice has it happened. Yeah. No, the, we, we need to we need to beat that out of people. Really, listeners. <laughs> listeners. Yeah, it's our good. listener, downloaders, oh, listener, yeah. downloaders. It's well, well, it was, it was, it must be a lurker because it wasn't, it wasn't James in uh, 
Finland. It was right. somebody else. <laughs> it wasn't Jason. Yeah, let's see how we're going to do this. Might this might fire us up there? If um if you've included any but both <laughs> Scandinavian countries in that list, Andy, that could really boost us up the Finnish. No, no. The only the, the only clue I, the only clue I'll give you is none of them are in the UK. So um, yeah. I can truthfully say le Royaume Uni nul point. Nul point. Good. Excellent. All right. Well, let's have a quick run around and see what's um what's coming up in the next month or so, I guess. Um, gaming, painting, buying, all that sort of malarkey. Simon, what what about you? Have you got you're you're just still jet lagged from um coming back from from Oz? It was only a 27-hour flight. It wasn't that long. <laughs> right. Minor detail. Um so I'm busy working on the the Arabs just for mm. something completely different. I did do some purchases because one of my um, one of my brother-in-laws lives in America and he's coming over um, to say good day and for a few other things. So mm. since a brother someone's coming over from America, it's like any chance of you bringing some Curacao miniatures over for me? Ooh, so um, okay. yeah. So. Not that I need any more Renaissance. So I went to the Curacao website yeah. <laughs> and um, I bought a bunch of their um, late 17th century generals and some of the, the funkier mounted like So I could do this, the Three Musketeers and some of the, they're quite cute figures. I was half debating about buying more pike and shot because let's face it, do I need any more pike and shot? But it was just yeah. starting to get a little bit too expensive in there. Um, by the time you bought enough to buy all the army and all the options as well. So yes, 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 um, yes, yes. So got that. And then I'm the two armies I've got to really think through is I'm going to Birmingham and then to Rome. So trying to trying to decide what army shall I take to take to Rome and see if I can spend at least all my almost all of the competition, not in the naughty room, unlike last yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. Um and hopefully do say you know, better than barely mid-table mediocrity. So um, any no, that's, thoughts, a, that's a big, that is a big challenge isn't it? because it's like Rome is six games and, you know, I'm this year, I've been really happy to take a different army to every competition mm. and get stuff on the table and the rest of it. But Rome, you're kind of traveling a, a long way and it's, it was you funny. You don't want to get there and find you've got a shit army. But you don't want to find, get there and find you've got a shit army, which is part of it. But, but it, you know, I, all the competitions I've been happy to win, lose or draw, you know, uh, it doesn't, I just want to put stuff on table and be playing mm. people. But this one, it feels like everybody else there, you know, there's a sort of social contract when you go to a competition. And I think we've been really lucky with, with lucky is the wrong word, with AGLG, everybody, because the games are shorter and it's, you know, we're all older and more mature. There's kind of a, we're all here to play the game first and then someone wins, which is nice kind of vibe. And, you know, you're helping new players into it and all that sort of thing is going on. But I think Rome is because it's every, every, there's not going to be any newbies there and everybody is going, yeah, but this is the one where not taking seriously in a RC, I'm going to be a knobhead way, but you want to give people a good game in a way. Yeah. You, you're that, not that, bringing it to me. Do you want to no, bring your I think you're right. to it? Because um, some of the competitions like you and I have talked about yeah. over the last last year, it's why do we choose that army? Well, because yeah. I painted it in lockdown too, yeah. and it's yeah. coming on the table. It doesn't matter yeah. if it's good or bad. But I think Rome is sort of like the first 
proper competition in the way we used to yeah. think of competitions where you yeah. want to bring a proper hard army. You want to get to give it to everybody. And it's not just going to be something crazy based on, well, I painted these 12 levy. Go, How do yeah. I get an army based around 12 levy units? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think yeah. what you're trying to say is you don't want to sit there at the end of the week and say, yeah, well, the guy who won the competition, yeah, he smashed me. And the guy came second, yeah, he smashed me as well. And the guy came third, yeah, I gave him all the 100 points as well. So that, you know, you're, you're the bunny that gave everybody yeah. the top three players the wind. Or be like me, who brought um, a samurai army to Rome and had all of his mediocre troops of one command, and everyone went, "Oh, look, that's the point sink," and got absolutely torn to pieces because I completely designed a stupid army. I think, yeah, so. it did. Samurai. You know, it, I think other other competitions. If I've, you know, I've come almost <laughs> bottom of some competitions in the last year, you know, and taken armies that just didn't work, and I've still enjoyed doing it. Um, yeah. But I think Rome, I wouldn't enjoy taking an army that doesn't work because, no. because then you'd be letting down other people who've gone there because it's a it's a slightly more competition orientated thing. You know, yeah. you'd, you'd be let whereas if you went to another competition and you were over competitive, you'd be let, letting people down because you'd be being a bit of an ass. I, mean, I don't think it's being over competitive, but you, you've just got to bring your A game to it. So, yeah. Yeah. I think so it's are a bad idea. I'd still, I'd really consider bringing. Well, I think the there's Aztecs. a decent army in there because there's there's some chap in France has won open competitions with, isn't it? That's but, that's uh, Ben de Rostat who. Uh, yeah, because you, I think you've proven. Sorry, yeah. I was just saying, like, yeah, you you proved it, or you mentioned in um, Germany uh, when you went to Braubach, the guy brought the medium swordsman army, yeah. you know, all medium foot, and he did stonkingly well. Yeah. So it does depend on the matchups. And the train, yeah. but we have seen competitions won by. We've looked at the army going. How did you win with all you know, medium swordsmen and two light foot? But see, so if you know the I, army correctly, I, th I think there's people probably um, probably thinking that about Dave Allen's <clears throat> mediocre longbow Scots medieval yeah. Scots army from um, this weekend. Yeah, <laughs> that was a bonkers little 15, 15 mediocre longbow. Yeah, insane. or something mad like that. I smashed it to pieces in the practice game on the Thursday before. <laughs> oh, no. And then he turned up and won the competition. Yeah, because yeah, okay. he learned. What's that about? What's that about? So, look, maybe maybe we should do a list pod, um, start the list pods again and, and have a look I, at that at some point. I think it could be good fun to do a list pod for, for the Rome because I think we're yeah. all, because it's an purely an open period, and they've got rid of that ridiculous, Yeah, you've got to use, it's a dual, a dual army list and you've got to use each army at least twice yeah. yep. or three times you've got dual armies, but you can use the same one all the way through. Yep. And being purely open, it's going to be interesting to see what crazy ideas we bring. Yeah. I think the no, difference no. this time is going to be, you know, we, we, the last two worlds we've been to, it's been about elephants, hasn't it? It's been about, um, mm. We think of um, at the world's like in nineteen, um, Dan had um, Ottoman Turks. Yeah. Daryl had Byzantine. Sorry, um, Harrison yeah. had Byzantines, and there was some other weird army. There was an Arab conquest at the top. Yeah, the elephants did knock out, but I remember there was a big chunk of them. They were like in the top ten and below, but I don't mm. think there was any of them in the top five. Well, no, no, hang on, because. 
Iñaki won in Spain with the... Mm. Yeah, but we're talking about the Worlds, though, in Rome. This is the Worlds. He he won the Worlds in Spain with his um, stupid elephant army. Then... um, there's the, then there's the uh, the Chinese, the Yuan Chinese, with one one, yep. is it? And then it was Timurids Harrison against. I think it was the other Timurids, the Spanish. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because so Timurids has been a bit nerfed now, hasn't it? So that should be times, I reckon. So I think elephants are out, but yeah, interesting to see. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it'll be um. I think, I think I think I think mean, obviously I'm not going, but I think you should choose an army that you just really enjoy using. No, no, I think that's part of it. You know, feel you can do decent with, and um, maybe maybe actually put it a different. Way. I've gotten out of practice of using an army that enjoy that I feel you know that you're driving well in a way. Mm. I'm using armies and I'm, my enjoyments from putting new stuff on table and, and doing wacky yeah. things. Yeah, well, we all do have to lock down. You're painting. Exactly, you want to and, use, that's, yeah. and now it's saying, I want to get back into using an army that that kind of feels well-balanced and is is yeah. interesting to play and gives me a chance against everything. It doesn't, it, I don't want it to be, you know, one-dimensional or I almost don't want it to be too good. Um, and I'm really tempted to take the Kurasanians that I took a few years ago because they're kind of a, a subpar Gaznavid but they've got their flaws, but they're you have to work to get something out of it. I think that's the sort of vibe that I want to get. So, you know, it might be those again, or it might be something else. I'm just not sure. Just not sure. Mm. I'm I put a suggestion in the chat. Yeah, no, that could be a, an interesting way, but I think there's a competition to, to be able to use that at, um, coming up in, in August anyway. So that what's, might be... What's, um, what's the theme for um, Birmingham? Is that open as well? Yeah, open. Birmingham's basically the same as... Um, it's a two-list thing, just like the world's open, but using 225 points instead of 200, so that if you want to disguise what your list is, um, you can do a bit. You don't have to use exactly the same thing because you might play the same person again. Have you told people what, what date they need to put their lists in for, for uh, Birmingham? Um, not explicitly, but, um, you know, they're a nice bunch of people and I'm sure they'll all be really good. Yeah, so it'll be right, fine. Okay. Um, so that no, should be grand. Kind of open then. Yeah, it's open. Yeah, I think I'll take the Aztecs then. Definitely yeah. take the Aztecs. You're good. Yeah, yeah. Give it a go. Yeah, it'll be fab. Aztecs with Atlatl and Aztecs yep. without Atlatl. Yep. As we as we schlep up to Birmingham on the train. So, um, okay. Well, I think um, I don't know. Anybody else got anything they've they've got coming up? Um, um, Dave. Oh, actually, we've talked about the events coming up. Is there anything else you've got? painting dave other than you're just finishing the aztecs and then oh, i've got to get put down and finish my um build your commission work things helping somebody else's paints and armies so. yeah um tamsin what about you are you um, going to add some population to your expanding cityscape uh yeah probably i've got a few th- few, few, few figures left over left to paint up for from the judge i for, Sort of judge trip. It's, it's a couple of judges and mm. a couple of bikes. See. Okay. And then get it all on table sometime. Are, you, are we going to have, yeah. have a, a mass like trial of this rule set and stuff down the club? You're going to bring it all down and set it up, and we're going to have a, a live podcast special or something, <laughs> video and everything. Yeah. Well, I guess I could at some point. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Maybe that's a Sunday plan. Um, all right. And Mr. Finkel, what about you? You, because you'd start, you painted like the arms on five figures or something. Um, but you've been cracking away through this actually, haven't you? Um, well, doing bits of it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm painting the uh, museum uh, hoplites and um, I've got about four units of the, of the guys to do. So uh, 
I'm going to try and do them as Spartans, and um, mm. that will be uh, after so that. Homoerotic nudity, that sort of thing. No, no, not not really. No, they're, they're, no they're not in your kitchen. Close. No, that's not really the right place, is it? No, no. The, the, the missus might get slightly upset if I try any of that stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, and after that, it's probably painting little aeroplanes that I've been sitting in the cupboard for you know, years on end. Okay, little aeroplanes. Maybe it'll, yeah, one six hundred things. I've got, I've got, I've done Battle of Britain planes, uh, you know, British and Germans, and I've got some like Western Desert and Mediterranean types, including some Italian uh, biplanes and things like that. Okay, so all that kind then, of stuff. Oh God, and then there'll be a new set of Cold War Commander out soon as well. That yep, so hey. that comes out at Partisan in um, this month. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually thinking of going up to Partisan. Oh, okay, Tamsin, you might have to be a drug mule for us. Yeah. Helen? <laughs> Artisans in Newark. It's um Oh, okay. Yeah, it's um it's a great show and venue, but it's um as I found out going to Hammerhead, it's impossible to get there from Newark railway station because there's mm -hmm. only like one cab in Newark and um he's not there when you <laughs> need him, which is a bit of a bugger. But um, but if you got a car, it's a fantastic venue. We well, we drove past it. We went to the air museum, didn't we, on the way up to York last yeah, year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Newark. So you got the um, the the sexiest road in Britain to get there, and stop That's off cool. at an American diner. So there's all sorts of um, adventures you can have on the road to Newark. Probably more than we had on the road to to Browback, I suspect. I think they've got an English Civil War centre there. They've sort of yeah. done a lot of stuff there because mm. apparently it kept being besieged. I believe. Yeah. Yep. I know something I need. If anybody knows where to find some Aztec ruins or Aztec, I need. I need, oh, I, need, I, need, um, I, need I saw some. Yeah. I did it's, see some the other day. Can't remember. Funky Aztec camp. Right. Okay. Well, we will. Well, maybe we'll appeal to listeners if you know of a place to find an Aztec camp. In fact, actually, no. I'd, I might be able to flog you one, Dave. Ooh. I might be able to flog you. It might not necessarily be Aztec, but you'll definitely want it. Me I, I me me about. Talk amongst yourselves. I'll go see if I can find it. Yeah, oh, I'm certainly 28 mil. I could, could point you in the direction of a few things, but 50, 15, I think I've seen, I've seen some 15, 15 mil. It sounds like the kind of stuff I would do, doesn't it? Uh, Aztec type structures, but I can't. I found some guy who's doing something. Right, there you go, Dave. What no, about no, this? No, no. Yeah, that's, yeah, no, that's, that's 28. That's, that's, that, that's, that's 15 mil. No, that's just not what you want. What you want is a <laughs> is a stone head. Yeah. Ah, yes, him. And. <laughs> and the eyes light up. Why do no, you not no, want no, that? No, 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 that's the one. That's it. That's the thing, isn't it? The eyes light up. Yeah. You've got to have that. No, that's is that not South Sea Islands, Tim? I, will, um, like... I will pass that to you next time I go. Oh, next time I see you, yeah. yeah. The light no, up. Uh, not just South Sea Islands. I think yeah. sort of the Stoneheads was the Olmecs. Olmec. No, it's yeah, the Aztecs. That's... We've decided it's that's the bloody it. Aztecs. It's that cool. And in fact, if you really want, you could um, drill back out the hole that I filled in at the top, and then <laughs> fill the bottom with lighter fuel. And when you do that, a flame <laughs> will shoot out the top of it because it's actually. It's actually a tiki bar um, cigarette lighter, <laughs> gas gas lighter from uh, that I got in Key West in Florida. 
and then painted to look like um, Aztec malarkey. But, um, I'll, but well, yeah. I'll, I'll have to dismantle the camp that I've actually created and recreated. Uh, well, you, you, there'll be room for this in it. You know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just yeah. glowing red eyes. It's the best thing in the world. No, it's yeah. as, good, as good as Paul Johnson's Spartacus camp, which has got he's got like a it's sort of from Rome. He's got this like snow globe from Rome. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The top of it, and it spins round and sort of things. Just I'm I'm just like Spartacus in the real world. Exactly. Good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right then. Well, look. Thank you, everybody, and um, thank you for listening. We will. I'm not quite sure when we'll reconvene. We're sort of getting into holiday season, but but I suppose um, there's always a possibility we might have a conversation, three of us on a train up to Birmingham, then try and record it and and chuck that out at the end of beginning of June. Is that end of May? I can't yep, remember. At the uh, beginning of June, the um, first weekend of June, and then the weekend after, we're off to Roma. Roma, which yeah, probably some live stuff from Rome as well, or, or recorded live, recorded live in Rome, and um, around the I, pool. <laughs> yes, sat around yeah. the pool in our speedos, and um, horrendous thought. Um, Peter's not going, is he? No, um, possibly he is. We need to be careful on that. Oh one. no, you don't want to see a full badger in. Uh, you in, don't want to see a full badger in, in budge, full badger in budgie smugglers. No, that would be quite frightening. And um, and yeah, and I would endeavour to get the. Speedos. <laughs> <laughs> I'll endeavour to get the match reports from um, Germany and the road trip reports out in the next week or so as well, um, as I've got a bit of poolside holiday that I can sneak in and do a bit of painting. So um, from our five-hander, five-parter five today, thank you all and um, goodbye. See you next time. Goodbye. 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 Bye. I've managed to rebarrel all three of these bloody Shermans. That's and a good evening's work, isn't it? Okay, this is obviously completely impossible to see, but the barrels being um, what's the name is um, bristles. I appear to have managed to make a muzzle break in ten mil just by putting a bit more paint in there. After it, <laughs> <laughs> it actually doesn't look too bad. It, you know, it, I, I would almost imagine there was a muzzle break there deliberately if I'm. Um, if I was looking and um and they won't break because losing two of them whilst I'm just talking to you is just fucking terminal, isn't it? This means war. This means war. Yeah, that's the little chubbies. Chubby, chubby, chubby. Mm. With their yeah, quite cute. legs. Have a oh, leg. nice legs. Look at that. They've got no faces. No, they, they actually have. It's just my painting's not very good. This means war.